Welcome to the Connect Hope Podcast, a podcast to encourage pastors and ministry leaders who are striving to make Jesus famous. Hey everybody, this is Gene Jennings with the Connect Hope Podcast. I am here with my buddy, your buddy, our friend, Chuck Gordon. Hola, yo quiero Taco Bell. So we're back at it again, man. I know Taco last Tuesday. time last time you had uh tacos. I we actually had steak fajitas. So really? actually that's what we're having tonight. Oh okay. uh, so we've got uh got some skirt steak gonna gonna do and, and uh, my, nice. my, my bride doesn't know it yet, but are you putting uh, them on, like, oh, it's gonna on be, the grill? It's gonna be, well, yep, gonna grill them. On the rec tech? On the rec tech. Gotta do a rec tech. So wow. I know we're living high quality Good for high, you. high life, man. Do you have like the app? Do you use the app and cut it on like before you I go, cut to it on, go home and all and that? Watch it from from my phone inside where it's air conditioned. Wow. And uh <clears throat> yeah. You're somebody. You, do you use Rectech? I do not have a Rectech. I have oh. a wood pellet electric grill, but it's a pit boss. Okay. I don't know I if think we it's can like be, the Walmart version. I don't know if we can be friends then. I, <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't think I have an app on mine. But I have to pull. I have to. I have to take my car out of the garage and roll the grill out of the garage yep. and do it out in the driveway. I can't like it. Can't. I have to be around. I can't gotcha. cut it on from the office like some people do. And no, but, well, my, ours right. is stored because like you're at. It actually go it. Has a device that acts like a robot that goes to the freezer, pulls the meat out of the freezer, it thaws it's it out, amazing. and then puts it on the grill for it. it wow! It marinates it all by itself and everything. That's <laughs> impressive. That would be amazing. The, no, life, my, of, the life of George Jetson. Broke our uh, Rectech stored in our garage too, so it doesn't get turned on unless I'm home. So oh, I don't okay. pull it out of the garage, all that stuff. But you so. still watch it with that. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. Is that man, what it, is that what the show's? That's about, not man? what we're talking oh, about okay. today, man. We I know we are actually digging back in, just talking about pastors, ministry leaders. And and we're talking about uh, today. Uh, there there are five ways. Last we did five last time. We're talking today about five ways pastors, ministry leaders uh, can make ministry harder than it already is. Actually, Luke Holmes had written an article about this, and and it kind of pulled from some of what he said and expanded yeah. on it, just digging in. But man, we can make it so much harder than it already is. Chuck, so, have you heard about Uncle Chin? I have. I have not. Tell me about Uncle, Uncle Chin. Chin uh recently set a new world record for marathons he ran he's 50 years old first of all 50 year old guy in china um he ran a marathon under three and a half hours which is pretty impressive for a 50 year old guy um but here's the thing he did it while he chain smoked an entire pack of cigarettes is he or is he bragging about this? Is that it? <laughs> I, <know it's, laughs> I don't know. Why would, why would you run a marathon smoking cigarettes? That's I, a <laughs> I, I, I don't know the motive. I just know what I read. So Uncle Chin, 50-year-old guy, runs a marathon in under three and a half hours. Um, and they said that might not be very impressive because the world record for a marathon is under two hours. Yeah, or it's about yeah. two hours. Um, so it's like, well, why is this impre- well, it's impressive? Because yeah. he was chain-smoking <clears throat> cigarettes. So That's, Chuck... Why do I tell you this story? I, I, Gene, I'm, I'm wondering. I'm sitting here going, Gene, please tell me why are you telling because me this story? Because Uncle Chin in China, he took something that's already hard to do, running a marathon, and he made it so much more difficult oh, yeah, yeah. by smoking cigarettes that is the entire time he ran a marathon. That yeah. is unreal. 
that to me is almost like getting in a in a boat uh, canoe and saying I'm going to paddle across the other side, but you throw out your anchor and then you yeah. and, and then you just start paddling and trying to drag your anchor on. I mean, why would you do that? Yeah. Uh, but, so taking a difficult job and making it even more difficult. Uh, I need to call Uncle. And so what you're, what you're telling me today is that some pastors and ministry leaders do that. We no. take what's already a difficult no. job and make it harder. Never, all the time. All the time. <laughs> so, so how do they make it difficult? One is basically just uh, they need to. I guess a lot of pastors, ministry leaders, uh, from what I've seen, what I've observed, what I personally experienced, as well as in discussions, find um, have a hard time asking for help. And so, mm-hmm. kind of the first point today is make it a practice to ask for help, and that is going to strike accord with some ministry leaders some pastors because uh let's be real pride yeah uh, takes over and you feel like and some are like no just being a humble servant it's like no i i get this one sometimes it is wise uh extremely wise for us to to uh, make it a point to ask for help and um because when we refuse to we set ourselves off as an island yeah and, and we're not being we're not being in a, and i say this in full conviction we're not being a reflection of christ we're being a martyr and and we're making ourselves a martyr yeah and um that's not doing anyone any favors so it's, it's pride it's insecurity it's, pride, it's insecurity it's, it's even a little ignorance people are turning off the podcast right now because they don't like us <laughs> and I, and even I, after the uncle chin story come on i know i hear you and i say i say this with authority because i do it and and you can think of yourself as highly as you want, and and you can do things in humility, but when we refuse to bring others along, we're saying, oh, we're sparing them having to be involved. Um, we are basically we're kind of reinforcing a martyr syndrome, and that's just anyway. But here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, you shared with me some research that you found that said 69 percent of pastors uh, struggle with friendship. They yep. don't have any friends to yep. ask for help. Yeah. Right. I, I so it's, it. maybe it's not that they don't want to ask for help, but they don't know who to ask for That's help. true. So I'm sorry if I just beat you with a wet noodle there, whoever's <laughs> listening, and, and you feel beat up. I just, yeah. you know, that that is true. Some don't have friendships, and, and you feel isolated. Yeah, and I mean, right, if you don't have anybody you can trust to yep. share these struggles yep. with, then you just contain it all inside. Yeah, and, and uh, just admitting, I guess right off, you know, that element of admitting you need help, that's one of the main uh, main tools of any ministry leader, just saying, hey, I need help here. Right. Um, and again, this is not a, the goal of this is not to be, quote, unquote, a plug for Connect Hope, but and we love to help navigate situations like this with you. If you're, you find, man, you're alone, and you literally are sitting here going, how do I, what, who do I ask? Um, no, you know, we'd love to talk with you, love yeah. to navigate. What are some next steps? What are ways you can approach this yeah so another way that we can uh let's say uncle chin this job by making it harder than it already is is you know we encourage our people we teach our people to pray we say you need to pray every day or pray throughout Mm -hmm. the day you know pray without ceasing blah 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 we know all the scripture we know the 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 theology behind it but the, the question is how many pastors and ministry leaders truly stop and take time in their day maybe even i would say start your day yeah. in prayer so are you meaning to step on toes right now are you dancing are you are you wearing like spike like baseball spike shoes because that's what you're doing i am you're stepping on toes I, all I over am. the place right now i am i'm just saying that again this is what you gave me the research three out of four <laughs> pastors three out of yep. four pastors admit to struggling with consistency and personal prayer yep. they don't take time for personal prayer they pray in public they preach about it teach about it but they don't personally Take enough time in prayer. 
So that's, that's the first one was, again, was make it a practice, ask for help. The second one is to make a consistent time to pray. Um, and again, I, I've been there, done that. And Maybe ask the Lord for yeah, help. That, that, that can be a, a huge, <laughs> that, that might be good um, just to say, God, I need help here. Yeah. But it, it's, um, it, it's one of those, you know, God promises to supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. We talked about Ephesians 3, but, but it's one of those, I wonder how many of us, uh, our prayer is limited to God, please help. I, I'm still trying to come up with Sunday sermon. God, please help. I'm trying to come up with illustrations for Sunday. And and if it's not going beyond that, then then what's going on? How many souls are we praying for that God would save? Are we praying for our spouse? Are we praying for our kids? This is not to beat you up, man. It's just to be real. Yeah. Uh, and it's and that that also this comes out of personal conviction. Um, like I said, I can speak with authority here. There are times I've gotten so invested in ministry that uh, I miss out on doing what God would have me do and spending time with Him. Yeah. So. Well, I can, you know, I would confess, especially as a young pastor, um, I I didn't do a good job of personal uh, yep. personal time in the morning. Yep. It was all about getting ready for the next sermon. Uh, and in those days, it was Sunday morning sermon, Sunday night sermon, Wednesday night Bible yep. study yep. kind of thing, mm-hmm. in addition to anything else. Um, but I but I will say, I don't remember. It's been a long, long, long time oh, yeah. now that um, I pretty much I I feel empty if I don't start my day off uh, first of all with a good cup of coffee yeah. <laughs> and then secondly uh, with my Bible in my lap and a prayer journal and just finish. Cool. and I'm trying I'm, please don't hear me acting like Mr. Spiritual because you know better than that I'm not mm. um, but just taking that time making it a part of that daily discipline yep. and starting your day off or how, whatever time frame is appropriate yep. for you and just spending that time with the Lord it just, it just I just can't tell you what a difference it makes and that's that's huge, and this really it goes for every believer, not just pastors and leaders. But, but if if pastor ministry leaders are not doing it, how can we expect God to, yeah. to grow um, and we <laughs> grow our body? If yeah. The ones we're leading. I remember uh, years ago, uh, I was at the dentist. I was getting my teeth cleaned, and my the dental hygienist was complaining because she just couldn't convince her patients to floss every day. And I said, I said, you think you got problems? I'm trying to get my church members to read their Bible every day and pray. She said, well, I guess we all have our struggles. <laughs> but Jean, she's not getting her patients to floss. So come on, that's that's a way above where you're talking about. No, that is good. And that's too true. The uh, And I'm one of the ones she probably was talking about. So what goes, that, that second one goes hand in hand with the third one, which is to make your personal time with God a daily priority. Um, and, and we have talked about this one before. Uh, it, it can be all too easy as a pastor and ministry leader to really make our, our time with God about sermon prep. Mm. And the only time we're, we're digging in God's Word is when we're prepping for a message. Uh, and, and we can even do that little game where, well, I'm really, I'm just spending time with God right now, but we're hoping God will show <laughs> us some stuff for a Sunday message yeah. or, or a Wednesday night message or whenever you're, you're teaching preaching. Now, Chuck, you, uh, you've said this on a previous podcast, but tell us again, you you kind of had an unwritten rule, right? Yeah. Of if you if you read it in a devotional time, you couldn't use it in, in your preaching. No, I could, can, but it's got to got to be a few weeks down the road. It, and it's like I haven't had a defined time, but I just it's like if I if I if today if I have a God time, whatever else, and something just stands out, I'm not going to use it this Sunday. Um, and it's almost it's almost becoming again. This is guys. I'm a little OCD with this, but it's it really began back in student ministry and, and actually seminary just professor uh encouraging challenging 
uh, because there's the temptation always to have your God times purely for message prep. Mm -hmm. Now I can't, I do use it. I might use it a week or two or three down the road. And the beautiful thing about that is it's really uh, more stuck in my mind then and it has time to ferment and there have been plenty of times i thought man this would be powerful in a message and i get a week or two or three down the road and i was like okay this really was not that strong of a point <laughs> in the first place and so sometimes just god with the holy spirit was speaking to me and and so for me that was really protection on my time with god and that i want it to be uh, when i spend time with, in god's word um, for personal god time just like you're talking about a journal in hand etc mm -hmm. um, i don't want to miss out uh, on what God's saying to yeah. me, just anyway. So you know, Hebrews twelve says we need to, we need to run the race. Uh, excuse me, run with endurance the race that lies before yeah. us. And uh, and a pastor who doesn't you know take time for prayer, take time to be in the Word, take time to be uh, dependent on Christ. That's as foolish as a a chain smoking marathon runner like it. Uncle Chin. You got it, and that's that's um you know again it, it it's not going to work. And I, I believe even kind of the illustration given it, it's kind of trying to do ministry without the power and resources of Christ. It's like trying to carve Mount Rushmore with a, a pocket knife. It, you know, it's uh, we just don't have the resources, we don't have the energy, we don't have um, you know when when Ephesians one talks about we have the power of the Holy Spirit in mm -hmm. us and we're sealed with the seal of the Holy Spirit and and goes on to talk about how. Uh, that same power that, that was exerted to raise Christ from the dead is within us. Um, I don't believe we're tapping into that if we're not spending time in God's Word. Yeah. Even, even I, and I think I've quoted it before here, but Oswald Chambers puts that, you know, the greatest competitor or greatest threat to a relationship with Christ is Christian service. Mm. I believe too often we confuse or we, we, uh, we can do it naively or do it intentionally, but we spend time doing church things and we think somehow that equates to a deepening relationship right. with Christ and we're cheating ourselves. Yeah. And so um, that's why I just put so highly on there. You know, again, it, it, it does go back to the, the first thing, you know, make time to ask for help, make consistent time to pray, but making personal time with God a daily priority for everyone serving in any capacity yeah. of ministry. That is humongous. Yeah. Um, so what so, else do, what else do pastors do and ministry leaders do to make their job harder? Uh, that's a good one. The, the fourth thing I'd throw in there is is to make friendship with other pastors a non-negotiable. Um, not, hey, if I have time, not whatever, but to put that as a priority on, on a calendar. And again, it goes back to what we do with Connect Hope. We really are all about uh, one, I want to partner with pastors, ministry leaders, but ultimately my goal is I want to get them to lock arms with other pastors, ministry leaders that are of like heart, kingdom-minded. Yeah. Uh, and even there might be some things theologically that they feel differently on or, mm. or perceive differently on. And and you know what? I, I think that can be healthy just because if you're threatened by somebody else that thinks differently from you, man, that welcome to the world. Yeah. You know? um, but it also, the good is it challenges, uh, and it's nothing like having uh, another pastor ministry leader that has a perspective on ministry like nobody else mm -hmm. and they can they're there to hold you up they're also there to kick your tail yeah uh and and they can look at things um i, I believe too many pastors is that uh, uh stat we read earlier uh and i believe it maybe it was last time that 68 percent of pastors i think are feel alone 69 percent of pastors yeah. are struggling with friendship um this gives you somebody outside your body, just like we talked about before. They're not going to be voting on your salary. They're not going to be voting on whether you or the church fires you or not. Mm -hmm. And you can be real with them. Yeah. Uh, there is nothing like having a pastor ministry leader outside of the church body just to be able to do life with. Yeah. Uh, Jen and I, actually some of our closest friends are, are in ministry in other churches. 
and, and we just feel like we can be real with them because they know us, right. we know them, and you know we don't we don't care this goofy <laughs> thing happened in their church. Right. We love them and yeah. they love us. Um, so that's I, I encourage pastors, ministry leaders to make that a non-negotiable. Yeah. And I would encourage a pastor to have one have a pastor maybe that's younger than they are, or maybe in a more challenging situation, yeah. somebody that they can encourage and mentor, as well as having somebody is a little older, wiser, and more experienced, maybe a larger ministry, what yeah. have you, someone they can be mentored by. So it'd be yeah, nice to be exactly. a mentor as well as being a mentoree. Yes, that's yeah, one of those. It could be that way. <laughs> <laughs> that gets kind of hard when you're our age, though, Gene, because the people older than us are already farting dust. So it's kind that's of, yeah, they're, they're gone. Yeah. Sorry, I just lost some listeners there. Maybe the you ones said the F word. Germany. I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's a whole other one. But anyway. So no, that is that is huge. And so um, there's I, one I more thing. I feel like we can always just like that. I believe we can always be pouring into somebody, investing in, yeah. replacing somebody ourselves. But also, we can always be learning from somebody. If we ever get to a point we think we've we've learned enough, then we might as well, Lord yeah. Jesus, take us home. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's anyway. Yes, yep. one more one more item, and uh, that we talked about. If you want to grab that, yeah, one. that's just you know taking time to make friends with non-Christ followers to 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 make that a regular part of your life, regular pursuit. Yeah. Again, we've talked about that here in previous yeah. podcasts. I know I struggle with that. You know, we hang out with church folks a lot, <clears throat> church staff, um, and uh, just taking time to be with those that don't know Jesus um, is important. Uh, I kind of hate, uh, you know, we're, we're recording this in uh, September, of course, so the summer's kind of ending. Yeah. And one thing I, I kind of hate about this summer ending is that we've spent, we have a neighborhood pool in our subdivision. Yeah, yeah. And so we've loved going to the neighborhood pool. Of course, it's been great for us and the grandkids, yeah. just for our personal family. But the other thing I've loved about it is I've gotten to know a lot of our neighbors on subdivision. Yeah. And, you know, you're never more vulnerable than when you're just sitting there in your, in your bathing suit and no shirt and no <laughs> doubt. talking no to the neighbors. Doubt, and I'm, so I'm going to miss that. We've enjoyed the sharing that neighborhood pool yeah. and getting to know our neighbors that way. So, um so now we got to think of other ways to get involved with the neighbors, you know, yeah. instead of um, the pool this summer. So anyway, but it for me, it's a challenge because, again, busyness, busy calendars, church events, blah, 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 um, to take time for another lunch date yep. with our neighbors or whatever, which we try to do, but we need to do more. Um, that's a challenge, and it's a challenge uh, for pastors and those in, in church world that, that they're on staff at church. I know... Um, when I was not on a church staff, um, that was one of the things I loved yeah. was being out in the world, working in business world or as a school yeah. teacher, yeah. you know, looking for opportunity to have gospel conversations, looking for those spiritual yeah. doors to open up and have a conversation. Now, I don't get that as much anymore because I spend so much time with us. And so that's something I need to get better at. And I bet yeah. you do too. Oh, it's, it's, it's always a challenge. And, you know, when God has provided some of those relationships, those friendships, it's been phenomenal to see him at work. And, and it usually takes time. A book I'll, I'll mention is that, again, some are going to write off, not be happy I'll mention it, but uh, Bill Hybels, again, though, uh, you know, some made some uh, poor choices, horrible choices, I understand, and different things that happened. But he did write a book I really thought was very done very well. It's Walk Across the Room. Hmm. And it just talks about building relationships for, for God's fame. And uh, different principles in there I, I really see as just very powerful and very effective and and sometimes it's taking 10 years or so to see yeah. somebody one to christ i know um we have multiple uh people that that have been in our lives that it's taken a long time 
but man, how I thank God, it's, it kind of keeps your eyes fresh as to who people are. Mm -hmm. And otherwise we get so insulated and isolated. Um, we, we've done that for many years. Actually, we didn't do it last year. Uh, we've done for many years in our neighborhood, just trying to, it's hard to find bridges. How do we make connections if you're serving in a church, serving in ministries? Right. And so it's like, how can we do something different? So one of the things we did, and this is going to be goofy. I'm sorry, you can go ahead and laugh now, get it out of the way. Uh, at Halloween, most every year, we don't go trick-or-treating. And it's not just about trick-or-treating at our door kind of thing. We're like, what's uh, any time of the year, any year, that people are going to come to your house that you haven't invited? Halloween's really the only time because right. people rarely go caroling anymore. So literally, people come to your house. There's an excuse. And so what we but started it's a doing. Satanic holiday it, it is so. So it, but but hey, I'm gonna hey let's let's my thought with this and again and not defending where I go because I could care less about it. But my thought is I'm going to uh, you know going um, I, why not leverage something that 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 Satan knocking means on for the doors of hell. And, yeah, exactly. Right. Knock, while while people are knocking on doors of hell, uh, I'm going <laughs> to leverage something that those Satan or others might mean for evil. And so we do this thing, it's a goofy name, we call it Halloween or Drop-In. Okay, so it's, okay, here's what happens. Halloween or Drop-In, and what, I know you're, Jesus is not gonna be able to recover, guys, so I'm just gonna do the rest of this podcast alone. So what we did is we actually put out a sign the entrance of our neighborhood had Halloween or drop and had a hot dog and it had, you know, bats and cats and whatever on the thing, no witches or anything like that. But <laughs> and it says free, you know, free hot dogs. So therefore the Halloweener. Okay, oh. that's that's where the Halloweener comes in. Okay. And and we'd have cups of candy out pre-done. And we didn't we had pumpkins on the table, we just had fall decorations. We didn't do Halloween decorations. And and we had That's right, because it's a fall harvest. <clears throat> yes, yeah, fall exactly. Uh, whatever. But um but we grilled hot dogs. And uh, we actually even put, I clipped on, I think we have 130 uh, mailboxes in our neighborhood. I, um, I taped a little invite and said, you know, from this, starting at this time until whatever. And uh, every year we have probably about 70, 80 people come to our house and they'll stand in our driveway eating hot dogs and just talking with us. And, it, and the beautiful thing about it, and I, I've absolutely loved it. Um, it gives us a chance. And now even we'll be walking through the neighborhood, Jen and I will be, and it's nothing. People go, eh, the hot dog people. And uh, <laughs> literally, and we've had, as a result though, there've been some uh, walls broken down. Mm. Some people we've gotten to know in our neighborhood, we wouldn't know otherwise. There's no reason for us to get to know them. Um, they live in other parts of our neighborhood, but we've gotten to know them because they brought their kids by. And, uh, and we had a cup of candy. We did include like a, hey, here's a, a church we're part of an invite card, but it wasn't like a big, hey, you yeah. know, whatever else. But it was just kind of a, a, a tack on. And the goal though, here, here's the thing, and some may disagree with this. The goal for us was not, we hope from this, they're gonna come to church. Our, our goal is even more basic. We hope from this, God will allow us to build a relationship with them. And then ultimately, eventually, we'll be able to invite them to Christ right. and invite them to church. And uh, so anyway, we try to find ways to do it. Like I said, I'm still trying to find other ways, but that's just one of the ways that we try to do it. And, and I actually, I have a, I have a blast with it. That's so, cool. Um, Good for you. So anyway, but anyway, to share Use Christ, the so do we the do, if we do it and they are cooked on the rec tech. So they are the best hot dogs <laughs> wow. in the world. Wow. They're smoked and not just, not just grilled, but they're smoked. <laughs> and uh, anyway, but I just, I see that as, as huge. Just that's otherwise funny. we live in a bubble and um, Good for you. So anyway. Any final, any final thoughts or final words on this no. one? We just want to be here for you with Connect Hope, man. It's it's what we're all about. We want to pour into, build up, uh, invest in pastors and ministry leaders. I would absolutely love to hear from you. You can reach me at chuckg at connecthope.org, or you can go to our website at connecthope.org and click on the contact button. 
and it will set up, you can set up either a phone call or we can meet, grab breakfast, lunch, whatever, and just talk about what situation you're navigating at your church, uh, whether it's you individually, your, your family, your ministry, um, or whether it's working with your leadership team to take some next steps. We would love to be there for you. Um, and again, uh, look forward to hearing back from you. Great. Yeah. So, so to basically to wrap up our podcast today is don't be like Uncle Chin. Yeah, exactly. Smoking, chain smoking cigarettes while you're in that, the marathon. That's right. Ministry is hard enough as it is. Don't make it any exactly. harder. So if you're thinking about smoking and running a marathon, we just want to discourage you today right now. <laughs> exactly. so let's get that out of the way. That's So that's been said. So we're not encouraging anyone smoking. We're not encouraging them running a marathon no. or smoking and running a marathon. That's right. So. All right. Well, thank you, Chuck. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Connect Hope podcast, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening today. If today's podcast hit home with you, we hope you'll share it with other ministry leaders. If there's any way we can be here for you, please contact us at connecthope.org. Until next time, let's make Jesus famous. Thank you.